slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. Tough loss for the Islanders, 4-2 last night against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll break down what went wrong, but really, to me, the biggest issue here was a lack of intensity. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Hopefully, the Islanders can bounce back against Buffalo tonight. And we, of course, will preview that game. We've got a new podcast that'll help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, the Islanders slip up, Simeon Varlamov's, uh, goalless streak ends at 248 minutes, which was the third longest in the expansion era. And unfortunately, the Islanders could not hold their early 2-0 lead. We're going to break it all down for you, figure out what's going on and what the Islanders have to do to bounce back. Uh, we also have a, a question from a listener that we're going to talk about. And of course, our Islanders birthday of the day and a preview of tonight's game, the rematch in Buffalo. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, or a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, uh, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the Islanders' news, notes, and happenings, and I'm also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders game, so uh, make sure you follow, and it, it's great to interact with fans on Twitter during the games, and quite honestly, anytime, so uh, please do follow. So, Islanders jump out to a 4-2 to lead, everything looking Copathetic Varlamov again on top of his game early, but even with the 2-0 lead, even with the fluke goal by Adam Pellick in the first period, and then the nice goal by Oliver Wallstrom in the second, uh, the Islanders, from the get-go, did not have the same intensity that they had in their last couple of games against the New York Rangers. And, you know, unfortunately... With only four games left after tonight in the regular season, you don't have the luxury of saying, yeah, we took the night off. And you you look at the numbers for this game, and it just clearly shows that the Islanders didn't have that intensity. 
they played down to their opponent. Now, I don't mean to offend any Sabres fans out there who might be listening, but you know what? With the Rangers series a couple of games ago, you are trying to clinch a playoff spot, you're playing your biggest rival, and you're trying to get back from a slump. Well, they clinched the playoff spot. Now you're on the road. You're playing a team that has, you know, one of the worst records in the league. And the Islanders sort of took that 2-0 lead and let their foot off the gas. And even with the 2-0 lead, quite honestly, uh, it was kind of a sloppy hockey game. And you want to see which team wanted it more in this instance? Block shots. Buffalo, 15. The Islanders, 4. Usually it is the Islanders who are the team that is uh, getting more block shots than their opponents. You want to talk about a sloppy game? Giveaways last night. Islanders, 11. Buffalo, 4. Now the Sabres, again, you know, last place in the division, one of the worst records in hockey. They've been through injuries and COVID and so many issues this year. And yet, they seem to be less sloppy overall than the Islanders. And in the third period, the Islanders allowed 17 shots and took 15. Overall, shots on goal, 40 for Buffalo, 36 for the Islanders. That means, essentially, that the Islanders were content to trade chances with the Sabres. And you know what? That's not a formula for winning hockey games. You can't play with an opponent who is weaker than you on paper and let them play up and down hockey where it's you take a shot, I take a shot. You take a shot, I take a shot. When you're playing against a a weaker opponent or an opponent that you're favored to beat, you've got to dictate the tempo of the game. And really, with the possible exception of Parts of the first period, the Islanders just did not do that. And if it weren't for Simeon Varlamov and some of the good saves he made early on, this game would have been even more one-sided. And you know what? That comes back to Barry Trotz. Uh, You had to think that this team was entering a situation where they were having a potential letdown. You just clinched the playoff spot. You're playing a team that's in last place. You, you know, you as the coach cannot allow this team to take their foot off the gas. Not when you're fighting for playoff position. And guess what? As a result of this loss, the Islanders are now in fourth place in the East with 67 points. Boston passes them. They now have one point more than the Islanders. But the, but the Bruins also have a game in hand. Islanders four points behind the Capitals, even in games, and four points behind the Penguins, and the Islanders have a game in hand. So right now, the top four teams in the East Conference are separated by four total points. And if the Islanders would have won this game, that would have made you know the standings that much closer, would have given the Islanders a better opportunity at home ice advantage in the postseason. In the end, giving up these two points, a game that you had a 2-0 lead in, a game that on paper you're supposed to win, you as the coach 
cannot allow your team to let down, and Barry Trotz didn't do that. Uh, little surprised that uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot was a scratch. Not surprised that Coburn, Johnston, and Dal, Cole, and Dal Cole were scratches, or that Sebastian Ajo was a scratch. Trotz did indicate before the game that everyone was available, so hopefully nothing significantly wrong with Pajot, and, and I think it is wise to a certain extent to allow different players to get some rest as we head into these final four games. Look, you got now, uh, they have five games in eight nights. Uh, coming down the stretch here for the end of the regular season. So giving everybody a little bit of a breather isn't necessarily the worst thing. But again, hopefully, J.G. Pajot is just fine. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Simeon Varlamov's great streak. We have our listener question and our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, and they're rings that are sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. They're ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, and they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. We talked about it in the studio, and everyone had a different favorite, but we all just love the one by Aurora Lopez Mejia. It's amazing the way the word love is stamped into the gold. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or whether you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There are no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences that you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. You can grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. So, Simeon Varlamov, uh, his... Shutout streak ending at 248 minutes, uh, which is a little longer than four complete games, and it is the third longest shutout streak since the expansion era, which, by the way, 
dates back more than 50 years. 1967-68 was when the NHL went from 6 to 12 teams. And look, you know, the amazing thing about this streak is that, you know, the Islanders didn't even win all of these games because they had struggled offensively to score. But at the end of the day, uh, it is great to have Simeon Varlamov playing on top of his game, playing so well. And the great thing that you notice about Varlamov is that when he's in the zone, the way he has been over the last four or five games, there is an economy of motion with him. Varlamov doesn't ever look desperate. He doesn't ever look out of position or like he's struggling. Uh, it, it never looks too hard for him. He always has the angles played right. He is waiting, and sometimes when he's on, even when he doesn't see the puck, it hits him because he is so positionally sound, so fundamentally smart and experienced, and he's seen everything there is to see on the ice. So uh, congratulations to Simeon Varlamov. You knew the streak couldn't go on forever. But 248 minutes, very impressive, and hopefully he can continue to play at a very high level for this Islanders team as they head into the playoffs. And almost certain that we see Ilya Sorokin tonight against the Sabres. Got to keep Sorokin sharp. Don't want Varlamov to get tired this close to the playoffs. So uh, good that the Islanders have two quality goaltenders that they can rely on, and then we'll see uh, who gets the nod on Thursday, but I assume they will most likely go back to Varlamov. All right, we have a question from a listener. Uh, Gil, love the show, listen every day. I'm an Islanders fan currently living in Washington, D.C. I lived in Los Angeles for 16 years, and every season the Lakers play a couple of preseason games at their former home, the Great Western Forum. It's a fun way for longtime fans to relive the Great Laker years at the Forum and for new fans to experience games at that historic venue. The novelty and nostalgia also help generate interest in ticket sales for those preseason games. Do you think the Islanders' front office would consider scheduling preseason games at the Nassau Coliseum after the move to the UBS Arena next season. I'm sure fans would love to see it. I know I would definitely make the five-hour trek up I-95 to see the Islanders take the ice in Uniondale every September. Uh, If you feel the idea has merit, feel free to suggest it to anyone you may know in the front office and keep up the great work. Sincerely, Neil from Washington, D.C. Well, Neil, first of all, thank you for the kind words and for listening. Uh, That is always greatly appreciated. As for the Coliseum idea, uh, I like the idea, and I think it will happen this year. It'll be a race this September to get the UBS Arena finished on time. It is supposed to be ready for the regular season, but it is possible that it will not be ready right away and that they will play a preseason home game or two at the old barn one more time. As to whether or not the Islanders would make it a regular occurrence, there are some reasons that they might. Uh, First of all, the training facility of the Islanders, the practice facility, is literally 
across the street from the Nassau Coliseum. That would make it a little easier. Second of all, as you mentioned, uh, you know, preseason games typically do not sell out. Uh, and they may have a little bit of a novelty of having a game or two at the Coliseum after the UBS arena is built and open and everything is moving smoothly. I wouldn't rule it out, but there are some logistical complications and ticket complications. Usually, uh, you know, teams want their season ticket holders to have to buy those preseason game tickets as part of their plan. And since there are fewer seats at the Nassau Coliseum than there are at the UBS Arena, they may run into some problems with that. But I think those are problems that can be solved. I personally like the idea. Certainly, the Nassau Coliseum doesn't have a lot of dates filled now because they will no longer have an anchor tenant once the Islanders leave. Yeah, it costs money to freeze, you know, to put the ice in and maintain it and all of that for a couple of games. But I think it's an idea that might just work. Uh, you know, I'm putting it out there. I'd love to get some listener feedback on it. But to me, you know, having an exhibition game or two each year at the Old Barn, you know, might not be a bad thing, uh, all things considered. Even just, you know what, for the tailgating alone, I love that idea. Although I'm sure there will be some tailgating at the parking lots at the UBS Arena as well. So let us know what you think. Uh, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the email address. And uh, you could also, of course, contact me on Twitter. And again, to uh, Neil from Washington, D.C., thank you very much for sending in the question. And we'll see whether or not uh, the Islanders think that this is an idea that has merit. And I'll reach out and see if I can uh, bring up the question with anyone from the front office. All right, when we come back, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day. We'll look ahead to tonight's game against the Buffalo Sabres. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. And we just finished the first leg of the Triple Crown in horse racing. You still have the Preakness and the Belmont coming up. And uh, you also can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And today's episode is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often intimidating questioning and wait while your counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. This one is a day late, but I want to wish a very happy 57th birthday to former Islanders goalie Ron Hextall. Hextall originally drafted in the sixth round by the Philadelphia Flyers. Back in 1982, we only spent one year with the Islanders, uh, acquired in a big trade with the Quebec Nordique. That was 1993-94. He had a 3.08 goals against average and went 27-26-6, and an 8.98 save percentage. Obviously, Hextall, best known for his time in Philadelphia, both at the beginning and end of his career. And, of course, later he became an NHL general manager, but uh, with the Islanders, you know, he had some very good moments, but boy, did he struggle in the playoffs against the Rangers that year. Of course, so did the entire Islanders team, but uh, that remains an unpleasant memory. But let's go back and look at a pleasant memory from Ron Hextall's Islander career. February 21st, 1994, at the Coliseum, Islanders taking on the Washington Capitals. Don Beaupre, the goalie for the Caps. Obviously, Ron Hextall in between the pipes for the Isles. And the Islanders get on the board first with Vladimir Malakov in the box for high sticking. The Islanders get a shorthanded goal from Marty McGinnis, his 17th, from Pierre Turgeon at 8.45. That made it 1-0 Islanders. And then... Five and a half minutes later, Brad Dalgarno got his ninth from Travis Green and Marty McGinnis. At the end of the first period, Islanders two and the Capitals nothing. In the second period, Pierre Turgeon gets an unassisted goal late in the period. His 21st at 16-19 after 40 minutes. It's the Islanders three and the Capitals nothing. In the third, Vladimir Malakov rounds out the scoring. His fifth from Brad Dalgarno and Marty McGinnis. Islanders skate away with a 4 to nothing win in this one. 26 saves for Ron Hextall to earn the shutout. And this really was his best few games with the Islanders. He had three shutouts in four starts uh, right around that time. So for uh, Hextall, this was his best hockey. Islanders outshot in this game 26-17. to but four of those 17 getting past Don Beaupre. So again, uh, a very happy 57th birthday to former Islanders goalie Ron Hextall. And uh, Hextall out of Long Island immediately after that and back to uh, Philadelphia. And he actually stayed in the NHL till the end of the 1998-99 season as a player. And, you know, the amazing thing that a lot of people forget about Hextall, he won the Conn Smythe Trophy as the playoff MVP in 1987, even though the Flyers lost in the final to uh, Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers. So Hextall did have a very 
good career, even if he struggled at times uh, during his tenure with the Islanders. As for tonight's game, we will probably see Michael Hauser in goal again for the Sabres. Gotta say, it was a, a heartwarming story. Uh, I wish it wasn't done against the Islanders, but here's a 28-year-old goalie making his NHL debut, and he ends up winning it, making 34 saves to, to beat the Islanders 4-2. to two. Uh, And the Islanders, you know what? At the end of the day, here's what they need to do. They need to play Islanders hockey, and they didn't do that last night. They did not back check. They did not clog up the neutral zone. They did not block shots the way they normally do. The four check wasn't as aggressive. This team basically played last night on autopilot. And you're not going to get away with that every time against weaker competition. So the Islanders, what they need to do tonight is get the intensity back. If they can get the intensity back, they should be able to beat the Buffalo Sabres. And I'll say this, if they don't win this game, the odds of the Islanders getting home ice advantage in the opening round of the playoffs go down significantly. Because if you're waiting for, you know, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Boston to lose, and you've got to pass two of those teams to get home ice advantage, uh, don't hold your breath. And especially since, you know, all games are in division. Sometimes they're going to be playing each other. You get an overtime or shootout game in there. Both teams will get a point. You don't want that. It's a tough hill to climb, even now being down uh, four points with four games to go in the race for first or second place. So Islanders can't afford to take another night off like they did last night. Let's see if they can bounce back. Don't forget, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, Hope everybody has a good day. We will be tweeting live during the game tonight and almost every Islanders game. Tomorrow, we'll have a full analysis of the game in Buffalo, uh, the second game of the back-to-back, plus, of course, our weekly farm report. And don't forget, every Wednesday night at 8.30, we have our Locked On Islanders chat in the Locker Room app, so please join me for that. We'll have more about that on tomorrow's show. Stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And, of course, let's go Islanders.